today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Charlie Knapp here. Courtney here. And Fabian here. We are going to talk about something remarkable that happened over the weekend with Kim Kardashian. But first, you should know that you can follow the TMZ Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, anywhere else you get your podcasts. So we're going to start with Kim. I have to tell you, everybody... Wait, wait, hold on. Let, let me guess. You loved it. You were super impressed. I'm going to explain. Okay. Oh, Fabian. No surprise I'm there. Uh, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not being negative. Anyway, go on, please. <laughs> I, I thought she would do okay. My my thing was, I they are the most carefully managed family oh, for sure. that we cover. And they hate negative... Very contrived. They hate negative publicity. I know. They, they don't really engage in much self-deprecating humor. Mm -hmm. I mean, they some of it, but generally not toward other people in the family. Right. She went for it. Listen, I'm an influencer, so I understand that the things that I say carry weight. But, you know, I would never tell anyone what they can or can't do. Remember, I'm a Kim, not a Karen. <laughs> and honestly, with all of the K names, it's really impressive that my mom didn't pick Karen. I mean, somehow she just knew. I don't know how she saw that one coming and not Caitlyn. I mean, it's true. The writers did it, but they allowed it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it was surprising, hilarious. Right. And I thought she did a great job. Because if you're going to do it, Saturday Night Live is a stage to do it on. Definitely. So, like, of but course she's going to do it there. I mean, to say the Karen joke that I'm so that glad. Awesome. I'm so glad my mom didn't name me Karen. She must have known that was coming. So we should kind of set this up that Kim K hosted SNL. A lot of people weren't sure if she was going to do great or not. Right. Deborah Messing came out, said like, I she's don't understand. Talentless. What am I missing but she here? She was just bitter because she was the only person from Will and Grace that didn't get asked to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh it could be that. But so, so it aired and she did, had a great monologue, opening monologue. The, here's what I'll say. The monologue was good. The skits, Hey, it was okay. So, excuse overall, me. The, overall, pe the just, people, the people's court skit. I like. I know you have a personal affinity to that. Obviously, that skit was actually kind of boring to me, frankly. Out of all the ones that she did, Thanks, her baby. monologue was great. She didn't do terrible. I think people think that just because it wasn't, just because it wasn't a train wreck, doesn't necessarily mean it was fantastic. It was somewhere in the middle. It was okay. She held her own just fine. You want to hate it. I don't want to hate it. You really I, I, do. I don't, really don't want to hate it. do want to hate it. I just, I just want to say that her monologue was good. Her acting chops still need work. She, she was reading, she, she was reading cue cards off. Like you could see, she was just pure reading cue cards. She didn't know her lines. She's not a, she's not a natural performer. With that said, it was aight. It was just aight. I, I, I just still. I mean, look. Saturday Night Live lives and dies by the writers. It does, and they, they brought it. For this, for the and, monologue, hundred percent, and 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 look, I mean, you know, they just don't to, to, to say how could my mom not know about Caitlyn right. if she knew that not to name me Karen? That's unbelievable. <laughs> and that the shot that and she the took gold at digger, no, no, the, the gold digger shot. With yeah. her, yeah. she, she took shots at Corey Gamble. She took shots OJ. at OJ. OJ. Kanye. Kanye West. Who, by the way, I know it was interesting. Speaking of Kanye, uh, she said the reason I quote divorced him. Made it seem like it was already a done deal. That's which interesting. is interesting because the two of them have been out and about all over, whether it's the West Coast, he was also there in New York. They went to NBC Studios together. So what's the deal? Are they together or are they not? You like I just this, is, you're, you're, this ambiguity is driving not, me crazy. No, it's not ambiguous. You're missing it. You're missing it. What? Late on me. Okay. The show. 
They're not getting divorced. They don't no. That, that, that when she said that. All this drama for nothing. She well, came out and introduced herself as Kim Kardashian. Wow. Well, no, no, no. That's, but she but she was going to do that anyway because because of the kid's name. But be, look, Kanye was in New York. He wasn't on the show, but he was in New York. He might have been in the building probably. He was, he was watching the monologue and then he went backstage. And and so he they they have they are trying to make this relationship work. If she didn't. If, if this wasn't moving in the right direction, she never would have said that. Right. I think this was a joke they were both in on mm -hmm. because they're probably going to- Oh, he definitely gonna, approved it. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably going to- sure. I, I just he don't see it. this divorce I, going I, I wish they would just get divorced so she could be single and we could just speculate who she's going to get with next. Oh, but oh, anyway, anyway, anyway. By the way- All the Bachelor skits, she had plenty yeah. of guys um, to do with. That, that, was, they did, that was they funny. That was funny. They, it, was, it was one of the better skits, but they did the heavy lifting for her. She was literally just there saying, she was reading off a cue card. You could but see that's she what was like, how the bachelor does. is. And uh, also, there was a huge celebrity come through. Terrence Howard was there. Of course, Chris Jenner, her mom, Amy did a couple Schumer. skits. Everybody Amy rolled Schumer, through. Tyler Cameron, Chris Rock, Blake Griffin, who used to date Kendall. Yeah, the Rock. The Rock. Why was the Rock? Why was Courtney Chris and Kendall? Rock, I understand. No, I thought the Rock. John Cena was there. John, John Cena was there, not the Rock. Getting your WWE people mixed up. God, I hope I didn't screw up the website. I get Kylie. I get Kylie not being there, but why was Kendall and Courtney? not there that so was weird Courtney, that only yeah. only only what's her face uh chris and then uh, chloe, chloe, chloe were in attendance but not the rest well, of courtney had weird. travis's son's birthday party oh okay that's obnoxious anyway look <laughs> i mean she she did a I, I did you see my parting shot on the website what <gasps> remind me what was that it she, she got high marks from everybody too, yeah. too bad that didn't happen with a baby bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She still didn't pass that. She to. still needs to pass that. By well, the way. Well, if we could, if she was making the jokes, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're gonna move on. Um, I don't understand the psychology of writing books in the middle of things like Britney Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears is writing a book now. Yep. And. It is not coincidental. This is coming as the conservatorship unravels. It's not coincidental at all because her book is all about her own mental health struggles. And if you, she has this long caption on Instagram plugging the book, uh, which I think is called uh, Things I Should Have Said. That's interesting considering Britney Spears recently trashed her, you know, subliminally, but like she trashed her sister. Um, but Jamie Lynn Spears says that this book is all about her own personal struggles, her own story, and she says stuff that I was taught to gloss over growing up. So it's also a shot at her parents and her family. So it's, it, and look, I mean, you can say- You don't say, think Britney's gonna come up in this book? She is gonna be, of course she is gonna come up in this book, but it just seems- A lot. Is it opportunistic? Am I the Absolutely. only one that sees this as exploitative? Like, Everybody thinks she's that. She's milking the, the conservatorship case. The book's coming out at the same time. It's just, it seems, it seems icky to me. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm, I don't like it. I, I agree. Right? I, I mean, I, I wish somebody would disagree here, but I, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, it's Brittany has said that her family wasn't there for her. Right. And or or Jamie Lynn wasn't there for her and either. Jamie, and that includes Jamie Lynn. It does. So to 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 piggyback on what Brittany is going through right now and writing a book because Jamie Lynn can say whatever she wants that she's writing this book about her and her struggles and everything else. Timing is everything. Yeah. And this just doesn't look good. Okay, well here, I'm a younger sister. I can kind of debate this for her. She's always been in Britney's shadow. 
why can't she have her voice? Like, this is the time to write it. This she can have her voice, but just about. not right so now. Do, do it do next it? year. Do but it next also, month. Why do it next year? She's going she... through it now. What if it is helping she's her not, mentally? Uh, or what, what if she reveals some big bombshells in this, where she takes Britney's side, reveals something about her parents that people don't know? Like, maybe she can bring things she's to the light jump, that will change dam- things. She's jumping on a train at the This last is literally minute. damage control, because if you remember in the, in the last few months, Britney has taken some shots at Jamie Lynn, and Jamie Lynn has looked terrible. So this is damage control, and the way she's sort of masking it as as being okay is oh mental health because anyone who claims mental health these days you can't touch them you can't criticize them and I think Jamie Lynn is using the cloak of mental health. So okay, so hold on, so hold on. So here's what's going to happen: she's going to write the book quickly, I bet, and it's going to come out, and there's going to be a passage about Brittany that nobody knows about. Sure, they're going to use that to sell books, to put her on talk shows, to talk about Brittany. Does that feel like it's exploitive to yes, you? Yes, thousand percent. I mean, how is that not exploitive? It, it does, exploitive. but people use opportunities. No, all I understand. The time. I understand that, but this is Britney's thing right now, not Jamie Lynn's. But it's also Jamie Lynn's. It's her family. It's her life too. She is piggybacking on Britney's. But, her, but you don't know if she was there for her sister. Maybe her sister did come after her, so she has to defend well, right, herself. Right. She has a family too that's that true. she has to defend. She, she does have a right to defend herself. Of course but she does. With, with a with a book though. Like and she's not saying it's the only she, way maybe she can get out her voice. Uh, she did an Instagram video and everyone just laughed at her. It didn't yeah. help her at all. All right. Okay. Also, enough, enough, what, enough, enough. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I am, I, to me, the big thing over the weekend is is Bill Maher. Right. Oh. Talking about but also, slow you moving. But also, Bill Maher. but also, well, this is real. This is real. And whether you like Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump, I don't think you can argue what Bill Maher said. We are in the middle of what he calls a slow-moving coup. Here's the easiest three predictions in the world. Trump will run in 2024. He will get the Republican nomination. And whatever happens on election night, the next day he will announce that he won. I've been saying ever since he lost, he's like a shark that's not gone, just gone out to sea. But actually, he's been quietly eating people this whole time. And by eating people, I mean he's been methodically purging the Republican Party of anyone who voted for his impeachment or doesn't agree that he's the rightful leader of the Seven Kingdoms. The way Bill Maher put it was January 6th and the 2020 election was the equivalent of the first World Trade Center bombing, where there's no way the towers would come down where a truck goes into the building, he said. And then what they did is they figured out, we'll we'll take airplanes up and hit the buildings. That, he says, is what's gonna happen in 2024. Because what what Donald Trump is doing, and it's really amazing, because Donald Trump is not a strategic guy. He doesn't plan, he just talks. He just goes for it, yeah. But he's got people behind him on this, because they are now, I mean, it is a methodical plan to get all the new Secretary of States in who will be on his side, counting, you know, basically regulating the election. Right. They're, they're, they've got voter suppression laws. They're going to they're gonna win the House in 2022, yeah. which means that when the House certifies, it's going to be a heavily Republican House, and on and on and on. And so what Bill Maher said was, it doesn't matter who wins the election, really. He'll say well, he won. He'll say he won the yep. next day, and he can make that happen, and you could end up with two people going to the Capitol to get sworn in on January 20th, 2025. Right. And that is the, that is 
it's the, scary. the setup yeah. for a civil war. So speaking of civil war, the, uh, the timing of this was so interesting. I don't know if Bill Maher is a uh, has a fort uh, a fort is a fortune teller or what, but basically uh, Trump had a rally this weekend. We didn't cover it because it wasn't really worth covering. It was more of the same. However, there was a woman at one of these rallies. It was in Des Moines, Iowa or something like that, I think. And this woman was interviewed by people on the ground, and she spoke of civil war. She says, I see a civil war oh, I coming. Oh, I saw Do her. you see that? Yeah. She says, I see a civil war coming. It's coming. But so, what, and that, what that speaks be, directly to what Bill Maher is saying, that these this is festering. What this would be so the point of the civil war, though? Just Republicans versus Democrats? Everyone's fighting for what? I don't know. Fighting like, for control. These people, fighting these for people control. that support I mean, Donald Trump really think that— the they even think some Republicans are part of the establishment, whatever the hell let that me, let me Let me tell you something. I now believe there is a really good chance that Donald Trump could would lose the election in 2024 and will become the next president. Which is a scary what? prospect. It is if, a... If, wait, if sorry. He, if he, break right, that down. If he legitimately Why? loses... Why? Because you think because he will have enough people because in the house he's going to have mechanisms in place oh, he, he, to make he, it happen. He is working now to get Republicans, his people in state legislatures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they start picking electors, they're going to say in state legislator, legislatures, well, screw the vote. We'll just put in our people. That's what he was, trying, him that's, to that's what he was trying to do in 2020. That's what he, he didn't was, get away with it. He didn't get away with it, but now he's figured out how to fix it. Yeah. And fix it, I mean fix in a bad way. Right. So George Clooney had oh, some... Oh, yes. That's a good transition. <laughs> anyway, George Clooney... Uh, so, yeah, so George Clooney, uh, speaking of Trump, uh, he talked about Trump this weekend in politics and Joe Biden. Uh, one, he says he's not running for office, which is such a relief to hear because I hate the idea that people want celebrities in office for some reason. I don't, I don't like encouraging Matthew that. McCon I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, don't even get me started with Matthew McConaughey. He just, he's an idiot and he drives me crazy. But like, oh my goodness, <laughs> regardless, regardless of whatever celebrity it may be, it could be the most heart, whatever. George Clooney says, no, I, I don't want to be a politician. I want peace in my life. He says he's an older guy. He wants to enjoy his, his years with his wife and his kids. So good for George Clooney. I appreciate that. Uh, on Trump, he says Trump was just a knucklehead chasing girls back in the day. So funny because, you know, he was just this knucklehead. I knew him before he was, uh, you know, a, a president. He was just a guy who was chasing girls. You know, every time you went out, he'd come over and be like, what's the name of that girl? You know, that's all he was. And, 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 and the idea that there's this whole group of people that, you know, that they think he's the champion of, which he certainly can't stand in real life. But... You know, he's going to, you know, he's going to play this out for a while and we'll see where we go with it as a country. That that right. was to me the headline that he was just like sitting back saying, I've known this guy yeah, forever. He's he, was just just an, he was just like some little sleazebag like, hey, who's that chick over there? And that, that's all Trump ever was, was just a cartoon character, you know, who but, everyone thought was harmless. And look at him now. And then on Joe, on Joe Biden, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but he says Joe Biden deserves a ton of slack and a ton of uh, a, a longer leash, essentially on criticism because, you know, suppose, you know, there's a lot of things that Trump left behind that Joe Biden needs to fix. I think Joe Biden is is fair game, in my opinion. Well, he, not just that. Well, not not game. just that. The yeah. Afghanistan but, but thing Afghanistan was horrendous. Was a, was horrendous. Nightmare, for sure. and, and not just that, but I mean, there are all sorts of issues with the border, with immigration, oh, all sure. sorts of things, and COVID. But, but, and he seems to kind of just sort of disappear into the background. I, I love George Clooney, but I just feel like he was on such a roll and he screwed it up. By, by, by saying, give Biden a break, give Biden a break. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. we should be looking at Biden fairly. Well, because he right. would have never said, give Trump a break. He would have never said that. Right, but Trump doesn't no, deserve a break either. Trump, Trump doesn't deserve any breaks. Well, I know he doesn't, but no, I'm but saying Trump, he would have Trump's never record, even... Trump's record is there. Yeah. And and, he, and it's fair game to criticize. Sure. Biden is in the middle of it, yeah. but to say, don't criticize him yet because he deserves some slack, oh, just no. feels like he's a partisan hack.
Yeah, mm-hmm. it did come off as partisan for sure. Yeah. But, you know, he's a hardcore okay. Democrat. So. I, I want to talk about this because I was talking to somebody over the weekend and I didn't know anything about this. And I am fascinated by it. And I think this could be a huge, huge benefit for, for this, you know, to, to curb the opioid I, I mean, I don't want to awesome. call it a problem or an epidemic. It's a crisis. Sure. And, you know, you and I were talking, Fabian, about Kate Quigley this morning. Yeah. And right. I was thinking about these fentanyl strips with Kate Quigley. Think about who would be alive in her circle. So Kate Quigley, if you'll recall, is the one comedian out of the four who overdosed about a month ago here in Venice. Uh, and she survived. Um, while three of her friends died. Uh, she was the lone survivor. And it was cocaine laced with fentanyl. It was cocaine laced with fentanyl. Which they didn't she's know She's trying to get on with her life and get it. back to normal. I think she's in some kind of rehab or something like that based on her social media. Uh, but she's slowly trying to get back to normal. Um, and this this thing, and you know, even Michael K. Williams died of, an, of a suspected overdose. Fentanyl might have been at play there too. Well, fentanyl's at play Just, with a lot. It so, is. Yeah, so, right. there, so, there is something so that's, there is something that's been out Actually, for a couple of years, yes, fentanyl most strips. people don't know about it, they and don't. this and it creates a really interesting issue for everybody to deal with because there are these strips that can detect fentanyl mm-hmm. in drugs, and they're probably not 100% foolproof, but they help. I'm sure they help in some. They're very way. effective for yeah. sure. They're very effective, and what you could do is like if somebody gets cocaine, heroin, any drug, Meth, you can t- right. you can test it. Now, the issue number one is. Doctors aren't talking about it. The, the media is not talking about it enough. And, and, and users the, are not aware of it. And by the way, it's illegal in some states because it's considered drug paraphernalia. So, and that's and interesting. Look, we, 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 look. I, I talked about this uh, about a month ago and I got a lot of backlash, basically where I said, uh, don't do drugs. How about just not doing drugs and getting involved right. in the first place? And this, and, and I, 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 I just not like realistic. So it's just I, I know, like, some, like it's like saying don't, don't have I mean? sex. It's not, realistic. Yeah. it's not realistic to ask somebody not to partake in something that can kill you. But and, it, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's why, why, why are we not realistic? It's not. It's not human. It's not. It's not realistic. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, no, but it's not realistic. I mean, it's what Nancy Reagan did. It doesn't work. But the fact is, people. So we're encouraging people. No, 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 no. But that's you're encouraging people to like do it safe. And Fabian, you're going to save lives. So many students die from overdosing, and for this, like you, like really. I read I mean, an look, article too. I can support it if it saves. Hold on. Do you do you know what this is like? You know what this is like. This is like ta- talking to teenage girls and boys about using sex. condom, uh, birth control. Right. Because right. You're, you're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway. But drugs are so different do- because every, some people have the good conscience and the and, and the fortitude to be like, you know what, actually, I, like, why are we all not all drug users? No, because no, no. we know it you're can not, kill us and it's bad for no, us, no, no. right? Like, it, it's, it's just obvious. Hey, it's one thing to say, you know, we, we're encouraging you to use cocaine and get a fentanyl strip. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say go do drugs, kids. What you are going to say is you shouldn't do it. But if you do it, there are these strips available sure. that can save your life. Right. What's wrong with that? Nothing. And not What's wrong with that? When you so put it addictive. that way, I guess there's nothing. Wrong. Nothing's wrong with that. Sure. And also, we should USC, be... USC was handing oh, yeah. these out to uh, students U- to try to help all the recently. naive drug users. I was reading oh, that article. Yeah. I read this article. I don't know if this applies to all fentanyl strips on the market, but they were... It, it, it was dirt cheap. It was like a penny a strip. Totally. I, I read that in the article, which is crazy. If it's a penny a strip, 
then it should be widely available. Well, and available. it's nice because the USC has an app, so you don't have to like go to like doctor's office and get it. They can like come directly to right, you. Right, so it's even safer. For yeah. sure, for sure. And you know what's happening? I, I know this sound. This is sounds weird, but there are people who go to Mexico and they can't take the drugs they want on the plane, mm -hmm. so they get them there. And fentanyl is oh, an issue sure. there. All, yeah, and so everywhere. instead of trying that, they could bring strips. Sure. And, and again, I'm not encouraging people to go down to Mexico and use drugs, but if they're going to do it, you know, if they're on vacation and they're partying and doing whatever, take the strips sure. down. And, 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 and yet nobody's talking about it because like a lot of people feel the way you did at the beginning of this, which is, oh, we're going to be encouraging drug use. Bull. They should be they should be actively talking about this. Yeah, and I, mm -hmm. here's what I'll say: like I have mixed feelings about it. Obviously, the strips are are good because they do save lives. However, I will say that if you dabble in drugs, you reap what you sow. So be careful. You know what I mean? That's all. Like, can we just say that? Fabian, Fabian and I are part of the Dare generation. So. I'm, I'm definitely not part of Dare. I, dare was way before Same me, though. but I, I inherited Dare in my spirit. But you do almost wish there was like parents. a tip line so they could call like the authorities so they could like say where they got the batch of it because you do want to figure out where the fentanyl is coming from and put a stop to it. Right. Yeah. That's right. like no, the major case. So. And, and by the way, that's a that's a benefit of the strips. Yeah. That you can immediately find out if they're fentanyl laced, and you know what? You should call the authorities, even if you're doing it. Do make an anonymous phone call saying so and so selling. I should fentanyl also note drugs. that you can overdose on drugs that are not drugs that are not laced with fentanyl. You can also die from. So just keep that in right. mind, kids. Anyway. Okay. So um, <laughs> it's adults, Fabian. Whoever, They're not even like kids. Doing it. Fin final thing. I, I am. I'm really interested in what Morgan uh, Freeman was talking about. Okay. So this is interesting. So Morgan Freeman, and this this piggybacks off of another sort of, I guess, what you can call a controversial statement he made maybe a year or two ago. When somebody asked him, how do we do, how do we quell racism? How do we get rid of racism? And he said, very simply, stop talking about it. So Morgan Freeman did this interview with Black Enterprises' Selena Hill. Morgan Freeman said, I do not support defunding the police. I'm in the least bit for defunding the police. Uh, police work is, uh, aside from all the negativity around it, it is very necessary for us to have them. And... Uh, most of them are guys that are doing uh, doing their job. They're going about their day-to-day -day jobs. With I have some policemen who would never even pull their guns, except you know on a range. So that sort of thing. I think this is all about terminology and semantics because the the, the girl who was uh, doing conducting this interview in her in her Instagram post, she she was mad at Morgan Freeman because she says this speaks to this fracture in the black community. I think because a lot of people. In the black community, support BLM. By extension, they support abolishing or defunding the police. Uh, I, I don't think. I don't she think that's said, true. she's like, this is. I think it's the phrasing we're using that people are, are getting like triggered by. People see the word defunding or abolish the police, and they don't. They don't understand what it means. Basically, what it means is just sort of taking away some resources, taking away some money, and putting it elsewhere, like in mental health. Uh, Clinicians, right? Or like whatever. having like a peace officer. So, so yes. for example, if you have an issue with a homeless person, right. instead of, that instead of is funding mentally... a ton of our, you know military weapons for the police, where they have an artillery full of just these like machine guns and whatever tanks, use some of that money, put it in in different places. That's kind of what defunding the police this, means. This, this is the du this was one of the dumbest uh, catchphrases that I can think of in my memory. Defunding the police? Yeah, yeah. they want their neighborhoods safe for sure, and they just and don't want to be treated like shit and they should and and, 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 or and, killed, or killed, and right. they exactly. are so but the, the the sentiment is that 
it shouldn't always be confrontational. And it's not so much defunding them. What right. it's about or is... Or abolishing them. It's, redistrib right. it's, it's redistributing resources. That's the key word. Right. Whoever and came up with that catchphrase it's crazy. screwed up. <laughs> they should have said redistribute the police. Rethink, well, rethink the so police. There we go. That's, that's, yeah, that's, Reima reimagine the reimagine, police. Rethink the police. That's a good, that's the catchphrase they wanted, but, but they fucked up and went with abolish and now people are all... They don't, they're, now there's this whole like well, now it's play, well, And now it's, it's completely it. playing yes, into... the right. Absolutely. Yes, it is. And And it's like... I remember when Richard Nixon was 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 running. You know, America, love it or leave it. Yeah. And the whole idea was it's anti it's anti American. You're going to have chaos right. and everything else. He framed it in They're that way, playing into that. Yeah. And it's just nuts. But the it's thing is, is like let's say you have a stalker coming to your house and showing up and is like mentally unstable. And instead of calling the police, you have a, a peace officer now, which is essentially what they would do right. for defending or the social police. worker or whoever who would who, come whoever, whoever and talk. Show try to talk to this person yes. in a way that's maybe well, a little and, bit and, more you know, easier and, for them to understand. And Killer Mike this weekend had a really interesting take on this that he was, and, and I, I was thinking about it when he said it, you, you know, when you become a policeman, you're in the uh, academy for eight months. He said, this should be like at the very least junior college where yes. it's two years and they rush people through the academy. They do. And there are things that people, that, that these police officers, these rookies could learn if it was a longer training that would allow all of this to happen. That it might not even be redistributing all the resources. It's training them better. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, well, a, it's a full picture. There's, there's, right. a, there's a lot of things that need to be done. Um, and I think Morgan Freeman might feel differently if you asked him about it in a different way. And you said, hey, how would you feel about reallocating? Of course he would. Yeah, he would have a different take. But when you when you frame it, hey, how about defunding the police or abolishing the police? He's like, no, screw that. I get that. it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, TMZ Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere else you get your podcast. We will be here Wednesday. Have a good one, everybody. All right.